Nearly a third of our nation's unemployed have had no job for more than a year. InfoTrack's Taryn McCall is here with a look at what has become, for many, an endless unemployment nightmare. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. We're joined by Harry Holzer, professor and economist at the Georgetown University Public Policy Institute. Professor Holzer, what is your definition of long-term unemployment? Well, the government tends to define it as people who've been out of work longer than six months. Of course, by that definition, almost half of the currently unemployed are long-term unemployed right now. So we're now at record levels, right? Yes, at least in the time period that we've been keeping data, which is several decades now. It doesn't go all the way back to the 1930s. Why do you view this as such a serious problem? Two reasons, really. The first is it's just people are out of work a long time, and that means it's costlier. It's easier for people who have been out of work three months or even six months to support themselves and their families, and they can dig into their savings. It's not as costly to them, personally, in terms of self-image and self-esteem. But when it gets to be a year, two years, the costs really start to multiply. The other issue, of course, is that we seem to believe that the longer people are out, the harder it is to come back in when the jobs start to become available. People's skills atrophy. They fall behind the most recent developments in their field. You know, they don't know the newest software product or the newest techniques. Their networks weaken. Employers might view them more skeptically if they see two years out of work on their resumes rather than just three months or six months. So for all those different reasons, it becomes harder to come back in, which suggests even when jobs start to become more available down the road, it might be a little harder for employers to fill them if they are reluctant to take these people on. I understand there have been some instances where employers who are hiring actually screen out applicants who are unemployed. Yes, and I've heard lots of those anecdotes, as I guess you have too. We don't know how frequently that occurs and if that's just an interesting occasional development or starting to really be common enough that it affects people's job prospects. And the sad fact is that the long-term unemployed often have to accept that they will have to work for less pay when they eventually make it back into the workforce. That's correct. And, you know, that's true in general for people to get dislocated from a job. So you had a good job, everything was well, all of a sudden the business shuts down, the factory closes and offshores the work to China or Mexico. All of those people usually, once they get another job, take a hit and are earning less on the new job. And I think the longer they've been out of work, the worse that hit becomes. When the government repeatedly extends unemployment benefits to years in some cases, how does that affect the process of accepting that someone may eventually have to take a pay cut? It means that in that two-year period, people can afford to be a little choosier. But when the money runs out and they got to go back in, they can't afford it as well. Some people say, look, there's a problem here. By giving people two years' worth of unemployment benefits, we're encouraging people to take a long time. Some of these people might be able to find jobs right now, but we're encouraging them to take two years out, which isn't even good for them because ultimately they come back in and they're hurting. On the other hand, in an economy this week when the labor market is this bad, I am nervous about reducing people's unemployment benefits. And there's a lot of people in that group who won't be able to find new work and now won't have the benefits instead of having them. So I I think giving people benefits for two years, it's a two-edged sword. And there's some costs associated with that. I guess on net, I'm still willing to sort of bear that cost. But it does encourage some people to be out longer than they otherwise might have to be. So what kind of advice can you offer to someone who's listening who's been unemployed for over a year? 
Well, you know, I don't have to tell that person how hard it is. I mean, I'm sure that person's out there looking, and I'm sure that person's pretty discouraged. <laughs> I guess the best thing you say is keep at it. You know, there's one small silver lining in this cloud, and that is that there's a lot of job openings in the American economy. There's a lot of churning in our economy, and about something like 5% of all jobs turn over every month, which means a lot of jobs become available. Of course, the problem is that it's like a game of musical chairs where there's more people looking than there are chairs or jobs to be filled. But a lot of jobs do open up. And if people try to pay attention to you know, the jobs in high turnover areas or places where people are retiring from, you know, those might be good places to look. Of course, there's some sectors, you know, health care and elder care being the most obvious where demand is always strong if you have the right skills. And maybe this is a time to try to go out and get some of those skills and retool at a community college or something so that the time out of work is spent productively. Is there a website where people can learn more about your work? There is. If you go to Georgetown University and just look for public policy, you can find it there. Professor Harry Holzer, economist at the Georgetown University Public Policy Institute, thanks for joining us. Uh, My pleasure. Thank you so much. And I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. And that's it for this edition of InfoTrack. Special thanks this week to InfoTrack reporters Taryn McCall and Roy Mackey and our executive producer Randy Meyer. I'm Chris Whitting, inviting you to catch us next time on another edition of InfoTrack.